This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound. On each episode of Barkcast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thanks for asking. No worries. Right, we had an email come in from John and John has got an older dog, okay, um, non-specific older dog, and has just asked what sort of care and tips and tricks right. that he can do with his older dog. Okie dokes. So a little bit, not entirely dissimilar to my own situation with Sassy, who's 12 and a half now, bless her. So she's getting on a little bit. Um, I guess just before, I actually want to ask you a question about this. Dog years. Is it true that a dog year is the same as seven years for a human? I really should take a breath at this point. <gasps> Sorry, you scared me. Then I'll just stop breathing. Um, yes-ish. Uh, on a... a Ballpark to make things easy, yeah. Um, Why? In terms of how long they live, simple as. So it's not that their years just are faster or slower or anything. It's not like the time continuum kind of going times on. it with us, right? Okay. So and in terms of we we work on the one human year to seven dog years. In the scientific community, you'd probably find the first sort of two to three years. I think there's a little bit of variance in there, a little bit shorter, and it just it tags up and what have you. I can't remember the exact specifics. Just go with one to seven. It saves us all a lot of pain and. Okay, so Sassy, who you said was... sorry, She's 12 and a bit. 12 and a bit. Now, she is a Border Collie. She's a, she's a mixed breed. There's probably some Border Collie, Springer Spat. She's a Heinz 57, really. A Chihuahua <laughs> doesn't live for as long as Sassy would live for. So a Chihuahua's dog years different from Sassy's dog. It's just I'm just trying to work out, or am I just being completely? Yeah, yeah. It's we just work on a base of one human year is seven dog years, irrespective of the breed. Okay, sorry. Carry you, on. With you you <laughs> could argue, and I think I, 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 it's an interesting quote. I could look it up, but I can't be bothered. Um, <laughs> in terms of the first few years, it's like one to five or, or something like that, and then it sort of creeps up to the one to seven. But just work with one to seven. It's nice and easy. Okay, one yeah. to seven. Fact. So anyway, back to the older dogs. <laughs> So you tend to notice, um, not entirely unlike humans, as they sort of step into the advanced years, shall we say, we start to slow down perhaps a little bit. Um, and yes, there are certain things that we need to be aware of and try to take care of when it comes to our, our dogs in their, in their older years. And sort of A, getting a re you know your dog better than anyone because they're your dog. For simple things like other walks that you're going on, uh, if you're into the routine of going for a morning walk, say with your dog, is your dog slowing down on those walks? Do they seem comfortable with going the same distance? You might find that now those distances are dropping. So, for example, with Sassy, you know, back in the day, she would happily go for a 10K hike up in the, the trails and that. Now, she just she's quite happy with a, a short little plod down the road, nice little plod back, nice and easy. So I can reduce the, the intensity and the duration of her exercise regime. I might do a couple of extra little walks, maybe. Again, it all just depends on the dog. You tend to find that, whereas with puppies, they sleep 16 to 18 hours a day, and then are massively active, then they crash out again. With older dogs, you kind of go back to they sleep a lot during the day. They're not quite as active anymore anyway. So your exercise routines might be shorter in frequency, shorter in, in intensity as well. Would you bring in something like swimming? I would just, yeah, absolutely. When it comes to things like running, uh, certainly jumping, or even just sort of walking, there's a lot of impact with that. When we have older dogs, that's when you might start to see more prevalent issues like hip dysplasia, which is quite common. 
degrading in the hips or even spondylosis, which is um, affecting the spine. So, and all of these. Thank you for saying what that was. Yeah, yeah. So, all of these sort of things obviously impact the movement um, and ultimately the comfort level of the dog. Something like swimming is non impact bearing. So, because you're just floating in the water, moving the joints around, it's nice and easy, it's nice and free. There's no impact on hips and elbows or anything like that. So, swimming can be an excellent exercise for dogs in general, not just um, older ones, but certainly with older dogs that do have issues, it can be something that's uh, a bit better for them. And would it be better to walk on not concrete and hard stuff? Because obviously when you get older, the, the impact, is it, it better it to go to the grass or the, f- or the forest? Or yeah, so if, you've, if you have access to, um, like we've got access to the beaches here, or yes, if you've got access to forests and trails, yes, that can be better than sort of walking on solid concrete the whole time in, in terms of that initial impact. If you're just going for a leisurely stroll as opposed to a, a run, I question how much of a difference it really does make. One thing is in terms of their nails, if going on a walk on concrete and gravel will help to really grind down their nails, especially when they're running. But again, if they're walking a little bit less so. But yeah, it can have an impact. I would probably argue the the, the bigger difference would be the variance. Instead of always going to the beach, you know, go to the beach, then go to the, the reservoir, then go to the forest and try and mix things up and do different things because that just helps stimulate the dog more mentally. Uh, even if you've if you've got a regular walk that you do, do it in reverse one day because you will see that your dog acts a little bit differently if you pay attention because, well, we've never done this before. This is all very new. It's the same walk, just in a different way. That's great advice. And is that not just for older dogs? Would that be for any uh, Yeah, again, age? I would do that for any age of dog. What about food consumption for an older dog? Uh, should you be changing their diet? Should you be giving them less, giving them more, giving them different things? A bit of all of that, really. Again, in terms of the, the quantity of food, like with us, quantity of food in depends on the rate of calories that you're burning and obviously food going out. So if they're not as active anymore because they're getting older and slower and you're still feeding the same proportions as when they were very young, they're going to put on weight extra weight on the hips and joints, that's never going to be a good mix. So yes, you might find as the activity level of the dog reduces, you therefore also need to reduce the amount of food that you're perhaps giving them. Other things you can look at, and this then depends on the quality of food that you're giving them, the brand that you might be using, things like the protein count. In terms of a younger, more active dog, you might look at having a slightly higher protein content of the food because they're very active and they're very out and about. Whereas with a more sedate, easier going dog, you might want to reduce the level of protein in the food. In when, sorry, when my parents, uh, bless them, um, got older, they started to have, um, even when they was actually a little bit younger, they used to have cod liver oil and little supplements yep. kind of just to ease up their joints a little bit. Um, is that something that we can give to dogs? Sure. Uh, things like omega-3s, fish oils, little supplements like glucosamine, which again is available for human consumption as well. I'm sorry, what was that last one? Glucosamine. Uh, similar, th- it's, it, the idea behind it is to help with joints and joint pain and lubrication with knees and elbows and all of that. Uh, there's a brand called Antonol, which you can get for dogs. Not that we're, I mean, other brands are available, I should probably say, but it's, it's quite a good one. What about giving them fish? As in just cooked fish just and, and cooked like fish. mackerel or salmon, yeah. which is the oilier fish. And a fish. lot of a lot of uh, foods that are out there, obviously sort of home cooked ones, but even some of the kibbles, a lot of them now seem to be erring towards being more fish based, or at least within their range, they have a fish option. Because yes, there's a lot of natural oils that come within the fish. I would perhaps argue if you're dealing with a hydrolyzed kibble, a, a biscuit, you know, a, a lot of the nutrients are lost in the processing of that particular biscuit. 
so you're losing a lot of the the oils that were otherwise naturally present so having a top up of a fish oil tablet is is not going to do any harm and we've got our friend who chow pet foods yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who use a lot of um fish yep. and they use a lot of tuna which is oily and stuff would it be good to take your older dog to have more of that kind of because is it easier to eat is it is there a teeth thing going so on as well because yep, can be old people don't have teeth apparently yeah <laughs> so there is that as your dogs kind of get older using in terms of teeth care for the 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 lifespan of your dog having getting them to chew on hard bones like marrow bones and what have you not every day but every now and again can really help with because it just generates an awful lot of saliva but it can help with keeping their teeth reasonably clean but you will if you look at your dog's teeth when they're very young they're just pearly white as they kind of get older you'll see the some yellow shading and some dark shading at the, the gum line and all of that so and yes over time any dog like with us can develop teeth issues so and if they've been crunching through kibble um their entire lives now their teeth are getting a sort of bit you know softer the gums may be a little bit more painful then yeah either soaking the kibble to soften it can help or switching to a softer food or a wet food can certainly help as well what about coat maintenance because obviously when people get older mm-hmm. they start to lose their hair or hair comes out of orifice that yeah, i never knew yeah, hair yeah, grew yeah, from is that the similar with dogs don't necessarily i'm answering this in a kind of guarded way don't necessarily see that with dogs. I mean, obviously, their coats tend to kind of go a little bit awry. They're not quite as sleek and as gorgeous as they perhaps were when they were pups. Um, sure, the coloration. Um, you'll notice with Sassy, she's getting very gray around the muzzle and, and her belly and, and bits and pieces and little gray tufts appearing. And that's just that's just normal. It comes with age. In terms of general care and maintenance of their coats, it doesn't really change. It's, you know, regular brushing. And I think we've dealt on a previous podcast about, you know, different coat lengths and coat styles as to how you manage those. But, you know, general brushing, uh, you know, keeping them nice and clean, going for a spa session or even washing them at home every now and again, keeping them nice and dry and helping to brush through all the the, the dead skin and dead fur out of their coats is always going to help. And that's not necessarily specific to older dogs, but it's, it's certainly something I would keep doing. What about their mental health? Because obviously as a dog gets older and, and I've, known sassy for a long time mm-hmm. and obviously we were out going blasting walks and yeah, she yeah. was doing loads of stuff and now it's kind of less walking more kind of just chin out does their mental health get affected by this and is there any stimulation that you can do to keep them kind of absolutely the the adage generally is when i've got a young puppy i need to train it i've got to do all my training with a young dog to get them under control absolutely and that slowly wanes over time as the dog gets older because they're under control now they're doing what we want that we're into this routine it's very easy i would and everyone then says, you, know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, which is wrong. It can take longer because the dog's got a learned history of doing things the other way. And I would generally apply the more, when we talk about it being problematic to teach an older dog new things, I generally apply that rule to things like what we would understand as strict obedience. If you're trying to teach a dog recall, i.e. come back as a puppy, it's very easy. If you've got an eight-year-old dog, Sorry, you say it's very easy. I know a lot of people yeah. that will argue <laughs> that. Yeah. Okay, easy compared to there you go. Yeah, an eight-year-old dog that has always been allowed to run off and run away, and now all of a sudden you think, I really should teach him to come back. That's going to be a bit more of a trick. However, when it comes to slightly older dogs, one thing that is very important, if you're certainly if you're reducing the level of physical activity, is you do want to maintain a level of mental activity and mental acuity. And doing fun things like getting your dog to do a spin, getting a dog to give you a high five, getting a dog to play about or something. A is great fun and engagement between you and your dog that you otherwise are missing out on because you're not going for those, those frequent walks anymore. 
it's really good mental stimulation for your dog because they're doing something new and it just brings that engagement between you and the dog. You could also argue doing things like a spin or a play bow is a good movement, functional movement, stretch for the dog. Just and with like with us as we kind of get older, stretching is kind of important. Moving in, in certain consistent patterns is important as well. Just helps to keep them a little bit more supple rather than just spread eagle on the sofa all day. You mentioned there about stretching. Is there stuff that you can do? Because obviously yeah, we, no, we wake up in the morning. I, I, you're a lot fitter than I am, but I wake up in the morning and have to stretch and everything creaks and cracks. Everything creaks and, and cracks, yep. It, what can we do for, because you see the dogs always have their little morning stretch when they reach out, but is there something we could do as owners to kind of help them out? There is, and also just on that particular point where you often see dogs having a big stretch, you will also notice with a slightly older dog, and this isn't a given, but generally speaking, that big play deep arcing stretch becomes a little bit less so. You'll sometimes see dogs having a big stretch out, stretching a front paw out, or they'll kick a back paw right back to really have a nice good stretch of the limbs. Slightly older dog will stretch, but not quite to the same extent. Yes, we can help that, and we can physically manipulate the dogs to help them have a good stretch out. I would certainly, uh, A, watch some videos on this, speak to your local vet in terms of how to make sure you're doing things correctly and also gently and not pushing way past the point of stretch. But you can certainly help with some very simple movements um, of your dog's limbs to help just add a little bit of flexibility and a bit of motion to them. What if the dog doesn't want to do anything? Now, I've seen a lot of older mm-hmm. dogs that just sit there and they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't look miserable. But, they don't want to run. Yeah, they don't want to do everything. They kind of just go, oof. Yeah, and we're not, I know some people like that. No, right? absolutely. <laughs> So, it, again, look, it, you know your dog better than anyone else. So if you know that your dog loves food, great. We could probably do some little, you know, teach them how to spin or do a play bow or do some other little fun little tricks as some mental stimulation and good engagement. If I know my dog loves playing with the ball, great. Instead of, you know, throwing it as far as I can and getting to run and chase it, I might, if I've got a, an incline somewhere, a small hill, I can just roll it up the hill a bit gently and let them, you know, power up for a few steps. That's a bit of back-end pressure. Or if their hips are kind of weak, rather than using the ball or something to chase, I can use it to get them to do things like a spin. And the reward is, okay, there's your ball kind of thing. If I've just got a dog that doesn't really like doing, you know, playing with toys or, or, or really isn't bothered around food, at some point you'll find that there is something that the dog likes. It might be that they just like your attention. They like a fuss. They like a cuddle. Well, great, I'm going to stand up and walk three steps away. Hey, come to me. You walk towards me. I'll give you a little fuss. I'll take three more steps backwards. They stand up, they come to me, they have a little bit of a fuss. So just little things just to get the dog sort of moving and you know, being a little bit more active and engaging with you in different ways rather than just sort of really winding down. And all I do is just sleep all day and lie on the sofa. Cool. To summarize... So, John, to summarize, yet you are going to notice as your dog does continue to get a little bit older that, you know, things are going to change. Their routine is going to change a little bit for what their needs and their wants. Uh, Their exercise routine may decrease a little bit. And again, I'm I'm being very broad brush about this. I know dogs have uh, dogs. I know people have got, you know, 15 year old Jack Russell's that are still go, 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 go. It does happen. Carry on. But work to your dogs. Obviously, be guarded and conscious about your dog's limits. I know with Sassy, for example, she would happily swim for hours on end. But I know at the end of a long swim session, that evening, the next morning, her hips are going to be really, really stiff. 
So, you know, I might give her some extra supplements of an evening and the following morning just to help with that, you know, get her through that process. Um, and again, in terms of looking at their food intake, I think would be the bigger issue here. You might want to start reducing that a little bit, depending on their their exercise regimen and how, how that's been affected. Or, John, you could bring them to Canine Point Academy. You could indeed. We've got the daycare. They can sort of hang around with some other dogs, go for a little swim, run around as much as they want to, or... You know, you'll find with some of the play groups, there'll be some of the older dogs. They'll run around for a few minutes and then they'll just lie in the grass and sort of chill and do their own thing while the young ones are kind of going crazy. But that in itself is kind of good mental stimulation for them. So that's always good. Cool. Thanks, Russ. No worries, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.